When we're lucky enough to steal a few minutes of our day just for brief thought, we lean back, close our eyes, and envision our future. Things we want to accomplish, both personal and professional. People we want to be. Sometimes it feels like you're there on top of that mountain looking out at the world, but then you open your eyes and think to yourself, how can I get there? Well, our guests today, they run a company that can help you get there. I'm Laird Hercules, and welcome to the Local Street Podcast, where we share big stories about small businesses. Today, I'm joined by Hazel and Wendy, owners of the small business Big Girl Interrupted, located in Mississauga, Ontario. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. And can I just say that your name is like the name of names? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I do enjoy my name. Uh, Uh My my son's name is simile is, is good. Uh, but you have to hear his whole name. So his, his names are two X-Men and a demigod. So it's Logan Xavier Hercules. Nice. (laughs) I did not name him. That's the funny part. My wife talked me into Logan secretly. You can't see it, but I have a giant Marvel poster in front of me as well. So I didn't really push back that hard when she, uh, uh, suggested Logan. Um, I actually like the name Xavier. Thank you. (laughs) Amazing. So we'll, we'll kind of just jump into things here. You know, what is Big Girl Interrupted? What is Big Girl Interrupted? And, you know, I gave that question some thought today, and I think Big Girl Interrupted is all, is all of us, really. We have a little bit of a big girl in every walk of women and men, really, at the end of the day. Um, uh, it, essentially, Big Girl Interrupted came out of me losing a, a, a considerable amount of weight. Apparently I cannot speak English today. Um, a considerable amount of weight. I had been working in the social service field for, oh gosh, Hazel, over 25 years by that time, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, we really learned when we really sat down and thought about it, we, you really get lost when you're in the helping field of helping people. And that showed up in my weight. It showed up for Hazel in other ways. Um, and when I lost that weight, I really, it had always been a goal of mine to do some life coaching. Um, I have several people that I love who are, have made quite a name for themselves. And, uh, and I thought, well, how am I going to get people to engage with me? And Hazel and I at this time were working together at a group home in Toronto. And I said, you know, what about if we did like a vision board night or something? And Hazel like had this light bulb go off over her head and she was like, oh no, no, no. Then we're not going to do a vision board night. We're going to make vision boards a thing. And uh, Hazel kind of started the ball rolling from there. Awesome. So yeah, when you're talking about vision boards, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with them. I've done a couple of them before, but what's the experience that, you, that your group creates for vision boards? So is it like a full night? Is it a half an hour? Is it a workshop? Is it a multiple, you know, revisiting of that vision board to see where you've hit your milestones? You know, what's uh, the approach? 
so we we feel we, we do vision boards differently. So it, it, it could take a couple of hours it, or if you hire Hazel or myself in terms of a one-to-one -one thing, we do a couple of different things. Big Girl Interrupted, as any small business does, has evolved definitely over the years. Um, we went from just doing vision board experiences, you know, as a girl's night or a birthday or divorce parties are really fun. Um, family nights. Um, and now have brought it to this whole other level of, first of all, we felt like just leaving you with a completed vision board and just leaving you, we didn't feel like that was fair because a lot of the things that happen is accountability drops off. Mm -hmm. you, know, you have your vision board, you take it home, you love it for you know a month or two, and then it ends up in the closet somewhere. So how are we going to hold people accountable? How are we going to keep the momentum going? And we started a Facebook group that followed up with for no extra cost at that point in time. Um, just for women to come together and support each other. We put our own little quirky things in there. Uh, we do cook nights sometimes. We really wanted to build a community and create a culture of total inclusion where women could feel safe. I love it. That's, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious, just uh, do any, um, and again, I don't want to disclose other people's dreams and visions, <laughs> uh, but are there any experiences of those vision boards that kind of stick out to you? I mean, you mentioned some of those nights uh, and some of the events that you run, but uh, any particular individuals that you, you can think of, you know, uh, generally that you've had a, a great experience with so far? Um, when we were in person, many we would host these events um monthly and the women that come there with their stories um one are so powerful and brave because they're coming out and they're being amongst a group of strangers and they're ready to change whatever experience that they were going through or are in through they come to a point where they realized okay this is where i want to go but how do I get there? Um, and that has been so empowering for us to see. And then those women don't go away. They stay there and they share. We get text messages. Um, and as Wendy said, if they're in the Facebook group, they share in the Facebook group. Um, just and all and when you hear the stories of achievement, I got this, I bought this, I did this. It's on my vision board. This is where my vision board is. One um, in particular, Hazel, you have a really good one in particular. Mm -hmm. with real estate yes so she came to our vision board experience and she put on her vision board that she wanted to purchase it was at four or five properties i think it when she did her vision board it was just one no it was more than one because she bought okay. four so i think she had a, a number of properties that she wanted to purchase mm -hmm. and she purchased all of them all what? of them what? yeah <laughs> all of them yeah that's incredible. So she just put together a bit of a plan with some direction and kind of made yes. it happen. Obviously, it doesn't happen overnight, but it's a gradual thing that uh, right. that, that they figure out. So I and I love the theme. I think your your company name really captures what you're attempting to do. I think of and all of us have had those moments in life where it just doesn't feel like they're that we're on the trajectory we want to be on. Mm -hmm. You know, it could still be a beneficial trajectory, but we may just not be enjoying life. There may be some mm. pros and cons, and it feels like what you focus on is literally interrupting that trajectory and saying, no, we're going to move you from here to there. there. <laughs> now go. 
And that's the question. That's our tag, our, our tag phrase, and and what we live by, and what changed our lives was asking ourselves that question: What's interrupting my life? Mm-hmm. And really getting down to the nitty gritty of it. And we always tell everybody, you know, continue all, always asking yourself why. When you run out of whys, that's where your issue is. That's where the meat of whatever thing you're going through is at. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, absolutely. I love it. So I, I, you had mentioned before that both of you were in, were in social work, but was that always your careers before or had you had any other uh, you know, positions in the past that, that kind of led you to this? Both of us have been in social work. I think we just wrote our bio again and it's a combined almost between the two of us. <laughs> I don't even want to say it. <laughs> between the two of us, I think it's almost 43 years wow. that we have in the social work background. Um, Hazel's career is a little bit different than mine. She, she, I'll let her speak for herself. I was at the same agency for 18 years. Um, and prior to that, I was in another agency, but the, the last 18 years were beautiful and lovely, but we, I definitely lost me in part of that and found myself back there too. So that was okay. And Hazel has a little bit of a different, I still in social services, just she's, uh, Hazel always wears many, many, many hats. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm also, I'm in education and I work um, mainly with students who um, are unable to regulate social emotionally um, within the school system and in the classroom environment. So I help them to, and help the school team to help regulate students. So that's what I mainly do. That's what my main um, area of focus is. And then I also support um, individuals in their home and then Big Girl Interrupted. Wow. So mm-hmm. really just, it feels like the theme of both of your lives, even leading up to Big Girl Interrupted is to help people find their way in this world mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, <laughs> integrate or however you want to, to word it, but, you know, basically become who they, you know, a better version of themselves. Of themselves. So, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So, that's inc- and, and it totally makes sense. It's it's interesting because there's a lot of uh, companies that have joined and been part of Local Street that are, are complete trajectories changes from what they what they were. But really, you were training and preparing for the last combined. I'm not going to mention the number of names. Okay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we're not going to say that again. <laughs> uh, amount of years uh, to uh, to come to this kind of fruition or, or this this company. So I love it. It makes, it makes sense. And that actually really helps build confidence in what you do and that this is not out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I, I, <laughs> I don't want to necessarily swear on the, on the podcast. I'll just say you've seen some things I'd imagine in your <laughs> <Yes>. life. <laughs> yeah. A little, a little of this and a little of that. <laughs> and you know, that, that would only have, have strengthened your knowledge and your, your spirit towards that. Um, but I, and know, I told, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Wendy. Sorry. I, I think people are so extremely resilient, but we forget how resilient we put it aside when we don't recognize, you know, we're taught not to recognize those things in ourselves mm-hmm. a lot of the time. We're taught to be humble, which is always important. I'm not saying not to be humble, but there's a step just behind humble that you can still be proud of yourself and still acknowledge your greatness Mm -hmm. you know 
and still be humble. So one of the things I just wanted to add was one of my favorite things about doing vision boards is family nights. When we, when we entertain Mm -hmm. a family, Mm -hmm. there's something so powerful watching a parent learn something about their child that they might not otherwise Mm -hmm. have found out. And also kids learning stuff about their parents that they would have never known. (laughs) It's really so empowering. Wow. Yeah. You know what I think? It's interesting you mentioned that because there there are things you don't necessarily always disclose to your kids and there are things that your kids will probably be proud of you for. These are not things that you brought up. So that's, that's really interesting. What a, again, what a variety of groups and audiences that you guys cover. So uh, so, so interesting. Uh, I was going to, I was going to ask too, when did you decide to start Big Girl Interrupted? So you'd, you'd mentioned, you know, there was a, a big weight loss change that kind of allowed you to think about your life and what your priorities were and what you wanted to do. So I'd imagine that contributed to it, but this is not a one person thing, you know, mm-hmm. for Hazel and Wendy, <laughs> what made you both decide to dive in? I think it's fair. I don't know, Hazel, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Hazel and I um, have been, we, we kind of became friends very, very quickly when we first started working together and we have very similar backgrounds. Pardon me. Um, We were both young single moms. Um, We both grew up in the same kind of space in Toronto and several times throughout the years, (laughs) We had given different thoughts to different things, and it always tended tended to lean in towards the non for profit way. We always thought we would. We always seen ourselves in this non for profit because I think again something we've taught ourselves over the years is profits kind of evil, right? You shouldn't want profit for stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when this kind of happened in two thousand and eighteen, when we had this moment, it was just like you know what, it's okay to get paid for my skills. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, It's okay to, to want to um, make this my living. Yeah. You know? And it was just giving ourselves some permission to think outside the box of what we had always thought we had wanted. Mm-hmm. You can correct me if I, uh, if you're I. Right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It was like, it was like a transformation for us. Like it we was. did, we tested it we tested our theory and you know, the response was really good. Um, we even went into a couple of pitch competitions came in second. So we knew we were like, we yeah, 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 we were, uh, we are in the right direction. Um, yeah. So we've learned a lot, a lot. Even as individuals, we've learned a lot. Like Hazel and I kind of branched off into two separate things that we want to accomplish and want to bring to the team. And, you know, cause I tend to deal more with personal stuff. I I'm very trauma informed and it's kind of where my heart is people that have dealt with trauma. So I uh, classify myself as a trauma informed life coach. Mm-hmm. And then Hazel flourished and went into this whole like big business lady. <laughs> 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 so she's, she's the business coach of things and it, it and they intertwine so beautifully together because a lot of people that come and see me have all these goals and never thought that they could achieve them because of their trauma. But now I've, I've transitioned them out of their trauma and Hazel's there to say, okay, now you want, you wanted to build a business. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really nice. It's beautiful. Actually. It's like a one-stop shop. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's extremely complimentary. It's a, one is both are different types of, of therapy. One's kind of a, a therapeutic for the soul and the other one is for the business. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's extremely com- complimentary. And a big thing that you brought up just now, Wendy, is the really, I think, comments, and I don't want to get too political, but it's wild. I find this with a lot of folks that work in some form of care, whether it's social work, you're, you, you've been taught to devalue yourself and your mm-hmm. skills. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just so interesting to me of the dichotomy or the contrast of particular care fields that are, oh, of course that's for profit, or of course that's you know X amount of dollars to go through this, think about what they're doing, um, mm-hmm. whether it's mental or, or physical. But mm-hmm. then there's other areas of care that don't have that and are often devalued and you're conditioned into to devaluing yourself so that it feels strange to want to offer something to the world that is worth value. Mm-hmm. And to and to charge accordingly for it, right? So, yeah. you know, great on on that realization, Wendy. And I really hope more of that happens, especially during this COVID period. I think that opened a lot of people's eyes on the disparity of value uh, mm-hmm. between di- different walks of life, right? So, you know, I do hope things like that change. Me too. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's interesting you were mentioning, and it's something I definitely want to find out, is where did you both live before and how did you meet? (laughs) Do you want to go first on that one, Hazel? You want me to go first? (laughs) I grew up in Regent Park. No way. Um, Yeah. And I I hail from... Jane and Jane and Shepherd, Jane and Finch area. No way. Okay, so I'm very. I lived close to, or in both of those areas. Okay. So I'm actually <laughs> familiar with both of those areas, and it's just interesting. I'm just going to be completely transparent. Those areas, when you mention them to people who aren't from those areas, normally make the ooh yes. type <laughs> type face of those areas. But <laughs> I find that those two areas also having worked in one of them particularly have great people in them. It's just mm-hmm. a different walk of life. And again, you know, there are some safety aspects of it. You have to be mindful of where you go and when you go, but I've met some incredible people, some of the nicest people in those two regions. Mm-hmm. And honestly, there's no, one of the things that I think people don't understand and don't recognize is the strong sense of community that so many of those places have. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they're not, they don't have their issues to work out. A lot of the time, those issues come from people that don't live in those areas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but the, com- the sense of community that comes in a place where poverty is so prevalent is, you know, I got bread, you got butter, let's get together and have some bread and butter, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, and, and I think that, that if I look back, that taught me, and I'm sure, you, Hazel, you could say the same, taught us what community looks like, which is, I think, why, actually, I'm having an aha moment, <laughs> why the beautiful community that BGI represents is so special to us, because we come from such a community sense, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so those are two almost polar ends of the city yeah how do you meet 
Well then, okay, wait, this even gets even better. Is polar ends of the city that used to fight with each other. Yes, yes. they're kind of like beef, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was beef. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we met in the same group home that, uh, that just closed, unfortunately. Uh, closed just uh, before its 50 years of service. Um, and that's where we met. We were both staff there. I was there a couple of years, a year or two before Hazel, and then we met, and she became my work wifey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was was the home central to your locations, or was it uh, was it in Parkdale? Parkdale in Parkdale. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's again, that's another. Uh, I know. We just, it's just, it's a, we attract. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would, I would say that you're just more. What's the word? Understanding and empathetic of what each one of those regions are because you know although they may have their differences there's a lot of similarities so mm -hmm. um you know mm -hmm. this communication minding yourself and knowing the environment it's not completely unfamiliar territory so that that makes sense but uh yeah and parkdale's changing big time oh right? oh same yeah. with Re regent park as well is not mm -hmm. regent park really no, anymore no I mean, My daily uh, gentrification. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wild. It's wild how it's evolved. But uh, I wanted to just kind of change gears here a bit. But that's that's incredible. Just the different corners of the city, and then meeting in a different. Anyways, that's that's fascinating. <laughs> what are um, some of the milestones that that you feel like you've hit so far in the short term? Wow. Um. What are some of them? We have so many. Um, well, before COVID hit, um, we were very active in the community in terms of um, St. Parkdale on Queen Street. We um, partnered with a local restaurant. Um, and it was actually, it happened like the month before the shutdown. Like uh. she let us know that she was selling the restaurant. Um, we would be there once a month, every month. Um, they're hosting our vision board events. Um, then, uh, we were able to connect with, um, a cup, well, um, uh, uh, how do I put this? Um, a great company. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. Yeah. A really big company, but due to, uh, a non-disclosure, we were not about to say, mm -hmm. um, but we, and every year we've been hosting vision board events for that company. Oh. Um, and uh and then just continuing to service people in the home um and now our pivot is like hosting our because we're not in a restaurant and we don't feel comfortable to be out in the community just yet we're hosting our vision boards live on zoom and it will be coming out in the next month so yeah our, I think one of the bigger, one of our favorite milestones, though, was probably turning a year. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was a good milestone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, doing our podcasts was another. Yeah. Going into doing our lives, um, doing we do a master class four times a year. Mm -hmm. Just putting to that together, putting together, we have a whole, we have a youth ambassador program. Because at the end of the day, youth is definitely at the core of our hearts. Um, so we have a youth ambassador that, that works with us and does stuff with different programs around the city and our summer camp. 
mm-hmm. that we that's the one we can't really talk about <laughs> <laughs> oh dr jen dr tang oh yes partnership, partnership with a doctor nat- uh, naturopathic doctor um mm. and she comes on once a month on our thursdays every thursday we do that we have a self-care thursday which will be tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, we do a uh, self-care Thursday and we talk about, and she comes on and an- answers any question. There's no question that she will not answer through a naturopathic lens. Mm-hmm. This, this is awesome. Just everything you're describing is really describing a, a really interesting evolution of definitely, you know, the social work roots, helping people, the core of, of what that is, but then again, based off of the NDA, which we won't talk about yeah. specifically, it, you've gone corporate too, and that's you mm-hmm. know that's a huge leap. That's when that value piece we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. starts to be able to be leveraged a little bit more, so that you're able mm-hmm. to have that great balance of supporting community and then supporting you know, a larger company. So I really hope that continues to expand. It sounds like it's a regular thing. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm knocking on wood. <laughs> uh, what's been your, your favorite part about running the business since, since you've started it? Ooh. My, one of my favorite parts, I th- well, I have a few. One is my relationship with Hazel. Um, I didn't just gain a business partner and we've had so many conversations about this and, you know, businesses come and go. And however, she stuck with me for the rest of her life. She's part of my family. <laughs> um, really helping women who want to claim something for themselves. I think as women, we're so many things to so many people. And I'm not, not, not trying to negate the men because you guys got your own thing going on. But women become so many things, you know, we're the maid, we're the nurse, we're the mom, we're the doctor, we're the driver, we're the, the chef. So many of us put ourselves on the back burner. And, before, and when we were doing our research about um, when we started Big Girl Interrupted, one of the most surprising and most disheartening things to me was the divorce rate over 65 is at, at epidemic levels. So that tells me there's something that you could have fixed way back when. So that's kind of where Hazel and I, that's where my passion comes from. If we can curve that, that epidemic somehow, because I think that's what's happened. Women are, they're sit down, they're 65, the kids have left home. You know, you got nothing to left up, look at but your husband at the end of the day. And maybe you guys don't even know each other that well because you spent so much time living your life. Mm-hmm. You forgot to live for each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can fix that really scary thing because that is a terrible thing to live your life and then be like oh, who am i what am i and do i even like you yeah. do i even like me yeah. you know no that's i i totally think that's true that's one of those those fears of any long relationship that you move from what you'd consider more like partners to roommates mm-hmm. that you, it's yeah. somebody that you see every day and it's familiar but you may not engage them. You may not, you know, spend as much time with them. So just identifying those things and then identifying who you are. But that's an unbelievable stat of what you just described of mm-hmm. 65. And then this I was blown away by it. I was absolutely blown away to think that you live your whole life doing all that stuff for 
everybody else and then you're then to what you know so if you, we can it. catch you in between that and 65 and give you some goals and not give you them but make you realize how many goals you have that you're just not pursuing because you think you can't right <laughs> you know um and get you on the track to those goals and what that does for your family because i think we think that if we put ourselves first in some capacity we're taking from our family we're not realizing how much we can actually give mm-hmm. when we put ourselves first a little bit yeah and i mean you just even the, during this covid period i'm wondering if uh um you know something that is discussed a lot in the news and, and that we focus on a lot at my regular day job is the concept of the she session as well uh, mm-hmm. just this period leaning even more into what you're describing so i do wonder amongst all the other impacts to people of isolation and those kind of aspects that mm-hmm. that is also going to be a, a hole we're going to be digging out of oh. once things start to become normalized so i mean i think you know, I, I think it's great that you exist and you're a group that people can turn to mm-hmm. even before, you know, things normalize in the pandemic. So uh, I, I am a, um, uh, an offspring or an offshoot of a, a very strong and focused mother. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and she, she is one of my biggest heroes, if not my biggest hero. So uh, everything you described. And, and, you know, I think there's also just a lot of, uh, parallels with with being a minority as well like just it's this mm-hmm. there's they're not the same i will i will never say the same but there's definitely a lot of things that i can relate to with, uh, mm-hmm. with that so oh, anyway that's that's really moving i love that that that's such a, a focus for you for your team and for your company so i wanted to ask how has the response been from the community so of the people that you've had these experiences and created these vision boards for you know what has the overall overall response felt like? Um, very positive, very, very, very positive. Um, I'm going to be transparent at the beginning. I think because it's not something women were were taught to talk about. Um, it at the beginning it was very challenging, and I think it was just because of how we were raised and socially. It's not accepted, as Wendy said, you know, we're so many different things. We need to fulfill our roles and not be talking about, like, women issues. We shouldn't be talking about our goals. We shouldn't be talking about um, what do we want, our, what do we want, or we see ourselves in the next five years, you know, like all our personal wants or things that are, like, even just as Wendy, Wendy, the clients Wendy work with, like, trauma, like, they, you have to get to a certain point where you're ready to talk about it. Um, and I think, uh, Wendy and I and our team have allowed women to now find that voice to be able to start talking about it. And I think that's where we are, we're at, we're seeing more of that. We're seeing more women openly coming to us, like coming in our DMS and saying, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm experiencing this or just calling us. Like we do offer um, 30 minutes, um, just sessions to, you know, you don't, it's, just, it's not about you having to work with us or wanting to work with us um, privately. And there is an opportunity for that, but we will talk to you. We will, you know, help you through whatever that challenge is you're going through right now. Um, and we'll help you create a little, you know, a little mini roadmap to where you need to go to start to unpack that. 
and start experiencing some type of success. That's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. where that's where we are in terms of. So where where would you? Because you've talked about a little bit of the evolution of how it's evolved from the beginning, um, but where do you see the future? of the company where would you love <laughs> what is the top of your where is your vision board lead? oh worldwide baby. <laughs> <laughs> we would like to have an office in every major city and uh um in, Vancouver. Some, in, in her uh, back home for hazel mm-hmm. in the um, saint vincent we'd like to we I, and also places where you wouldn't expect, like uh, big cities is where everybody's at, but what about the women that are in rural areas and mm-hmm. those kind of places, you know, they get lost, they get lost more so than the people in the city, I think sometimes, because those roles are just, it's bred into you mm-hmm. kind of even, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can think of a coworker that, you know, um, that's where, and if she hears this, she's probably going to be, I know you were talking about me, but that's okay. <laughs> but that's where she came from. And, and I think she struggles. I mean, it, I don't think it would be a secret to her that I would have this conversation. She struggles a lot because of the roles that she was told were hers to be and what was she to be. So I think in the little rural areas, I would love to see us branching into and, you know, giving people of giving women a voice that they already have. They just don't know they have it. (laughs) It's, is also extremely fascinating to me of the concept that this is fundamental, what you're describing. (laughs) And I think we're in this era where people are a lot more mindful of mental health, a lot more mindful of, you know, that quote unquote happiness concept. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that there's not more of what you are doing embedded into what we're doing why why would it make this is what a lot of human resources departments are supposed to be but they're not they're more focused on protecting often the companies that they're part of Mm -hmm. uh, less about the actual goals and and impacts and i'm not i don't mean to overgeneralize because there are you know hr departments that do it well as well but it's just not i wouldn't say that this isn't embedded it's now starting to become more of a discussion and i really hope that becomes, I hope my daughter can benefit off of what you're describing. That mm-hmm. There's moments in life where, you know, I, one of my favorite phrases that helps me during periods is the concept of searching for a feeling. So sometimes in life, you're searching for a feeling. You're trying to mm-hmm. get to somewhere and you don't know what it is. You haven't found it. It's one of those things where I'll know it when I find it. And right. you help at least create the movement to get there, if not mm-hmm. the path to get there. To get there. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I'm surprised that it's not more embedded, but I, I, I believe that you have the power to create and build on this movement. So that it mm-hmm. becomes more day to day, the more visibility you get, the more people you impact. I'm impacted just off of this conversation. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, lastly, I'll, I'll um, just ask, actually, I have technically two questions, but one, one short one, one long one. So uh, okay. the, the longer one is, is there any advice that you would give to anybody 
without giving up everything you guys already do, <laughs> without giving a step-by-step of how to create your own, your own vision board, but any advice to small businesses or people thinking about starting them, given that you both had just started this journey together? Um, for me, well, Hazel will have bigger things to say about that, I'm sure, because this is, that's her baby. For me, it's just, just do it. I think so many of us get stuck in our head of the what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. Don't get, don't get stuck in the what ifs. Ask the whys. Keep asking those why questions and get to, your ba- get to your basic necessity of what it is that you want. Um, we can live in what ifs forever and we will stay in that circle forever. It's a terrible place to be. If you start saying what ifs, I want you to put my voice in your head and say, shut up. <laughs> you know, like, let's, let's, why do I want to do this? Um, so that would be, and I think I personally, I'm going to tell you 1000% transparent in the beginning of this. I did not believe in vision boards. Um, I believe in them wholeheartedly now. Thank you. Thanks to Hazel. Uh, I think everybody and anybody that's starting a business, I think a vision board, not just because that's what we do. I think it's so grounding and helps you get to a level of focus that you probably wouldn't have otherwise. And there's something so special about manifesting those things and learning how to manifest those things. We hear that word all the time. A lot of us don't know how to do it. So that's mine. What about you, Hazel? (laughs) Um, I'll diddle that as well. And just in terms of um, the business aspect of it, if that's the uh, direction you want to go in or whatever it is you choosing to, wherever you're choosing to go or you think you're, you're going, just like don't spend so much time researching it. Like, you know, just get a little bit of information and then stop and then just start running with it. Talk to people. Um, Find a mentor, find somebody, you know, you trust that you can share your thoughts with because you don't want to tell. And that's the big thing with us is that it's not about telling everybody, everybody your plan because we don't agree with that. Um, We agree. You find like your one person that you can share it with and who's going to motivate you, who's going to come back and check on you and say, how did it go today? Or how did it go? You know, last week, did you get this done? Did you get this done? Um, And just do it. And do it, make sure you're doing it for yourself. Nobody else. Mm-hmm. Do it for yourself. You know, I completely agree. What you're, what you're kind of touching on there is the, the concept of analysis paralysis. That's often <laughs> used overthinking things and so much that you realize you've just spent weeks thinking about it, not doing it when you could have started building. So I'm definitely more on that side of start running. You might fall. but you're going to learn something from that fall absolutely and you're going to learn how to not to next time you make that roundabout you're going to learn not to fall in that same space so exactly Exactly. yeah i'm i definitely am a supporter of that of that theory and that approach so i know i absolutely love it hazel that's great so Mm -hmm. otherwise i just want to ask because i i want you to get out there for more people and to change more lives so how do people find you well, on local street, <laughs> <laughs> on local street, and of course, Big Girl Interrupted on our website, and we're everywhere. Just type in Big Girl Interrupted um, on every platform. We try our best to show up there. We are heavy on uh, Instagram and Facebook. 
um, our main places, but we are, you can always connect with us on Twitter, wherever we have a page. Don't worry about it. We're there. But yes, or you can just like send us an email at info at Big Girl Interrupted and um, it would be Wendy and I that would be responding. Um, and we'd love to hear from you. Love to connect, love to chat, love to learn more about what you're doing. Um, yeah. And we collaborate. We love collaborations. Oh, we love collaborations. Mm -hmm. Love it. So I, and actually one thing I have to ask is it, although it does seem like it's primarily female focused, is it open for both genders? Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. We would not turn a, a male away that was looking for some kind of direction yeah. or help getting himself to where it is he needs to go. Mm -hmm. We have worked with men one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. That's mostly where we, but yeah, we don't turn anybody away. But we are a woman's community, but yes, we will support men. Awesome. No, thanks so much. So no, that was this was so inspiring. And I love that again, you're out there, you exist, you should be embedded as part of our day-to-day, -day, should be normalized. This is part of I go out to run to exercise. I, you know, read books to learn. Mm -hmm. I have therapy for my mental health. But this is a huge part of mental health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a different, I wouldn't call this therapy. This is more of, you know, running towards a goal. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. You know, so there's uh, being in the social services field for so long and I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody by any means because everything you can do to better yourself, to make yourself feel better is so important. Um, the thing that is with therapists is they have limitations, right? Because there's huge liability issues. So there's only so far you can go sometimes when you're on this. I, I, I think that it's always a good thing to be in therapy. I'm not, I think everybody should have a therapist, but beyond your therapy, looking for a coach because we can do different things than therapists can do. And we can be a little bit more personal, get a little bit into the more nitty gritty things right. <laughs> that I, therapists don't. Touch on to me the analogy is like having a personal trainer and a dietitian, right? They yes, both help exactly. your health, but they are completely different approaches and are, are both essential Agreed. to you realizing your potential. So, absolutely. So, no, this mm -hmm. was awesome. So, thank you so much for joining us today, uh, Wendy and Hazel. This was like so enlightening, and and, and again, I'm so grateful that programs and companies exist like yours. So, I, I really. Uh, hope the best and wish the best for you guys to continue to to expand. And I'm gonna, I might have to pop into one of your live uh, your live streams. Now yes, we would love there, that. So. <laughs> you could be a pop in guest. That would be awesome. Yeah, I know that would actually be really good. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Laird. Thanks for listening to the Local Street Podcast. I hope you enjoyed Hazel and Wendy's story. Big Girl Interrupted is located in Mississauga, Ontario, but can meet with you anywhere you may be in a virtual setting, changing your trajectory in life into something more fulfilling. If you want to hear more, subscribe to our podcast. We can be found at www.localstreet.ca, where we continue to add small businesses just like Wendy and Hazel's. If you have a small business and want to join our community, please visit our website, and if you're interested in shopping local, we're growing into a destination to find local businesses just like Big Girl Interrupted. Otherwise, thanks for listening and buy local.